We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survive. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. 2019. Let's see what's going to happen here. We're live from Las Vegas. Well, do you where like, it's freezing. Do you, do you like this city? <laughs> yes. What do you love this about this like city? This is like one of our places that I feel attached to because of our salt conference. I, well, this city in many ways. That saved wasn't us. a plug for our salt well, conference. Well, no, but I mean, this city in many ways saved our business, right? We were, uh, we we came to this city in 2009 when the market, the Dow. It's probably 23,000 now, but it was at 6,500, getting crushed. Nobody wanted to have conferences here. We stuck a conference here, and so we're here yeah, planning. we've been coming here ever since. That's why we're here, planning our conference. It's good It's it, It's good stuff, but there's so much to talk about. Did you uh, Did you have a fun New Year's? Yes. Did you yes. have a fun time at the Golden Globes? Yes, what? and I that was one time in my life where I actually was probably more on my own turf than you were. Tell me why. Because it's like the gathering of the Dems. Uh, gathering of the Dems. Wait, and Anthony the, would go over to say hi to people, and they were like, oh, my God, they were running in the other direction. Get like, the hell out of here. Wanna, they were running to take pictures. Wanna, don't listen to this They didn't want to be seen with the mooch because they thought they might never get a get job the, again no, in Hollywood. The, the one funny situation that was my, uh, my, my best friend from law school is Brett Messing. His sister, Deborah, is an anti-Trumper. Let's just put it that way. So. To the she, max. Yeah. So I promised Deborah that the uh, picture of me and her. Now that, I, that you're announcing it. Yeah, on I the promised Deborah that the picture <laughs> of me and her that I took at the HBO party would not go on social media. But I didn't say anything about the Mooch and the Mrs. Podcast. So Deborah, I'm giving you a big shout out here. Even though you're. She'll a, never hear this. Even though you're. All an, good. No, no. Some, she'll hear it. Even oh. though she, even though you're the anti-Trumper of Trumpers, uh, I, I'm still very fond of you. So, uh, so I had fun because. Uh, uh, I got a chance to sit and hang out with John Voight, which was one of my dad's, like, I don't know, he really liked him as an actor. So to me, that was pretty cool. And he's like a chatty Cathy, and he was fun, telling right? me all about his life. It's fun. And he, and had, I, he's a, he, he was re- recounting Oh, yeah, and he was acting, and he was, he almost actually knocked Anthony out. <laughs> <laughs> pretending to box, but he was really oh boxing, and he I mean, almost 80, made contact. For, for 80 years old, he's moving a lot faster the than The only me. thing about him that was 80, nothing about him came across 80 except his orthopedic shoes. I don't know if you looked down, but he had on... See, this is the stuff that you noticed. This is the stuff that women notice that 
men would never notice. You I think, was so impressed by his energy level, his Gene outfit, Simmons his elevator lack of platform shoes. <laughs> no, like Billy Porter from oh, Billy uh, Kinky Boots, the actor, um, the amazing actor and singer. He had on red heels, like platform uh, loafers. They were the bomb. Well, that's how I broke the ice. And I walked over to him. I said, are you going to collect those and get me back home to New York? <laughs> and he looks at me. He goes, Scaramucci, what the hell are you doing here? I was like, I was impressed that he actually knew I was. Oh, Billy, they, Billy, they know, trust me. Billy, Billy they Porter's, know who you Billy is. Porter's the man. Mm-hmm. All right, so so we had a great time. Uh, I, so I, I never saw for... more Botox in concentration, more botulism in concentration. Okay, Nobody could move their forehead <laughs> in the entire facility, including myself, which is fine. Not the Fonz. Uh, he didn't have it. No, the Fonz was great. He didn't yeah, have I it. I loved his, uh, his, his wife's wife name Stacey. was Stacy. She yeah. was cool. They were great. They, they, and they and by the way, Henry Winkler, if you're out there, you're an honorary Italian. You'll always be an honorary the Italian. Um, yeah, so now the second form of entertainment, we're going from the Golden Globes, is uh, we're moving to the primetime uh, presidential address tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern from the Oval Office. So that should be some pure entertainment. Well, what do you what do you think? Let's let's talk about the shutdown first, and we'll talk about the day eighteen and... people. So we were we ironically, so we're traveling. We were going to L.A. for this event the other night. So we're at the um, what airport? J, JFK. JFK. Anyway, yeah. we heard all the TSA guys talking about how they haven't gotten paid in two weeks, and they can't believe it. It was day sixteen, and they're having trouble making their bills. You know, because most people, let's face it, in life, my family, everybody, people live. They count on that weekly paycheck. So this is like a devastation. We're going into almost three weeks with for people with no pay. So is this ego-driven? I guess. I think so. I mean, I think this is one of the things about Washington that absolutely This is a waterfall. Stand. This is a waterfall effect. So I was thinking about it this morning. Um, I think both sides are acting ridiculous. It's It's got to stop. But it's a waterfall effect. And I can't blame it all on the president, but... He started this, everything wrong with this situation, like why we can't get past this now is because he's gotten people into these cement places. Their feet are, are, are just sunken into the cement because of the rhetoric. If he didn't, and you were saying this to me the other day, if he didn't start this conversation off trying to appeal in a way that was like slightly, it was deemed almost racist if he if he brought it to us in a different way more about jobs and the economy how you were saying like you know he's cut the slack in the in the jobs market because there's more jobs for people who actually live in this country and who are legally here if he started off the conversation with those positive note on those positive notes i don't think we would be in this situation because now the democrats don't want to budge because they think it's a matter of racism and um, like a social injustice. Well, which it's symbolism. Is, the wall has now become symbolism. If you're for the wall, you're a racist. If you and uh, you're immoral, Speaker Pelosi says the wall is immoral. But yet, if you go back to Speaker Pelosi's speeches in 2013, she's for border security. Well, they've built 600 for, miles of the wall. Uh, so uh, why is the, the 600 the first yeah. mile a racist? <laughs> Uh, I don't understand. Well, well, that's the irony. Why? So, so, so it's a combination of ego. It's a combination of positional bargaining, and then the third piece of this thing, which I absolutely and totally cannot stand, is uh, they don't care about that TSA worker that we were talking to that was taking our IDs. It reminds me they of a care. dirty divorce where, like, the parents are weaponizing the children. That's what's going on here. It's like 
the two parents can't get it right, so the children are suffering. You know what I mean? They can't get it right, so the whole country is suffering because nobody's getting paid and people aren't going to work and we're just stuck in the mud at a in a stalemate. And it just that's what it reminds me of. We're being weaponized as citizens because they can't get along. So we'll see what happens tonight, but I don't think him getting on the TV and speaking about this is going to help matters. I think it's going to actually make it worse. Tell me why. Because we, if you really think about it, other than voting, in between elections, what do citizens of the country, what can we actually do about it right now? There's nothing. We're relying on the government to make the right decision and do the right thing. We can't force them to do anything. They have to do it. The only way we impact things is when we vote for people. And right now, that's not what we're doing, you know? Okay, we're so, hoping they do the right so thing. So who do you want to see win this thing then? I think they need to make a uh, an agreement, come to an agreement that works for both sides. So, 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 so the irony is, I think the outcome, with or without the government shutdown, I think the outcome is roughly the same. It's not a quote unquote wall. It's a border security area. Right. In we need places, to stop calling it the places. wall. So, so you know, that, I'm. That's all... the irony. It's going to be the same outcome one way or the other. I wish they would stop the nonsense, but they can't help. It themselves. should be border security and making. Uh, opening up jobs for people who come here the right way or people who live here legally and for citizens who were born here and people who were born here. And that's the bottom line. That's it. It's not about... I was watching TV this morning. Most of these border... Not most. A lot of the border agents and people who are higher up in the Border Protection Agency are of Latino background. And they're saying, we're at the border. We see there's an issue and people are getting hurt, and it's dangerous in it's, that it's a humanitarian over crisis. the I year, 750,000 people will try to cross the border, and it puts everybody at risk because it's dangerous for them, and it's dangerous for the people protecting the border. They're not racist. That's not a racist thing. They're of the same descent. They're from the same place. They happen to be American and live in America, but they can empathize with these people, you know? And so if they're saying it, we have to wake, wake up a little bit, you know? Uh, listen, I'm, 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 I'm there, but I just think the irony is that the outcome is going to be the same one way or the other. We didn't need to put this kind of – inject this kind of volatility into the stock market, create uncertainty in the economy by shutting down the government uh, when we're all going to get to the same conclusion anyway. So this is just all uh, managing ego <clears> – <throat> And uh, I would say, you know, the president's at fault, and so are the Democrats. And so I hope but they come to the But I have to ask you a question because, so a lot of people, I, I'm just curious to know, I wish we could actually take callers or whatever, or we, we need to take questions ahead of time. We should have asked them again like we've done in the past. But I always love to know what people think about, like, so Samuel L. Jackson, does anyone think it's appropriate to write that about calling the president a mother, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I don't even, I don't want to sound corny. Okay, but but I mean, like that, see, but there's also these new freshman uh, congresswomen, you know, you've got this woman, Rashida Talib. How do you pronounce her name? I'm not even sure, but she's saying she wants to impeach the mother effer. Um, You've got Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she's basically AOC, calling, yeah, she's placing made her like Trump, a cool person by calling her the Trump AOC. a racist. She embraces being a radical. Um, I don't know. Are these people uh, representative of what we want to have going on? It seems no. like the 
the, the, the Democratic Party is moving way further to the left. It's, the Republican Party is moving way further to the right. And the man and woman in the middle are sitting there saying, this is disgusting. Well, We've I find it to be revolting. Nonsense. I love Samuel L. Jackson as an actor, but I would never want my kids to read that tweet. Like, right. What? Right. Come on. Like, we need to bring ourselves up. You know okay, how you so always say to me, listener, water, what is it? Water always, water always sinks, sinks to its lowest, lowest level. level. So now listeners are probably saying, well, what about your husband? You know, he said a couple of curse well, words. Well, I don't, you know what? When you said, when, when you said that stuff, I was pissed at you. I was like, do better. Okay. Do better. Well, you're right so, about that. I, 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 but again, I didn't think it was going to end up in the national airwaves. I thought I was talking to somebody I trusted and I have a tendency to curse a little. I'm, I'm working on it. One of the problems is she's weaponized my four-year-old against me. Anytime a syllable of a bad word comes out of my mouth, my son Nick is screaming, yeah, because bad word, that's one, bad that word. That is something like I think, then, which is so ironic because I'm married people, to Daddy, you. Daddy I'm got fired from the, the White Lynch. House for using bad words. Okay. He didn't get fired from the White House for using bad words. Okay, well, let's just... I got fired from the White House because I got a very quote, big, forceful personality, and they were oh like, we God. don't want him here. All right, to quote Melania, yeah. be best, okay? So... Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that the way we I'm gonna be mother effing best from okay, now on. Okay, listen to me. Let's, you know that I can. Ha- can I talk? Ah! Go ahead. You're not letting me talk. Go. Okay, I can hang out and have fun. And if you ask anyone who really knows me, of course I, I occasionally curse and say retarded things, ooh, like that. But you're not allowed to say that word. Yeah. yeah take it. Say back. stupid, silly things. But I just think on a national forum or even amongst a crowd or around people you don't really know, you should stand on on ceremony and be uh, best. Be best. Yeah. You don't need to say the president's a canker sore and that's the best word to describe him and all this stuff and we're going to impe- – no. Speak eloquently. Tell us what, how you feel you're allowed to have those opinions. But do you really want your kids growing up talking like that? Because I don't. That's one of our biggest arguments. I don't like cursing okay. around I'm, our I'm kids. I don't to, want I'm, our kids to I'm, curse. I'm, I feel like to, it's a low-level way to, I'm, to be. I'm trying to curse less. Uh, but 2019, the society, you need to make that a Society a seems like it's openly cursing Curse in more. your office and... And okay. get it out of your system. I'm going to curse less. All right. Okay. But let's, let's, let, before we get off of Ocasio Lopez Cortez, um, no, let me, Cortez. Cortez, Ocasio Cortez, let me just ask you this. She wants to tax people 70% at 70%. Now, on, in lady. fairness to come her, on, in fairness to her, she said, if you're up at $10 million a year, above $10 million a year, she wants to hit you with a 70% tax. You That's, like that? No. Okay. Tell me why not. Okay. This is an interesting thing because we're married, right? But honestly, you made you made your money, right? So we're married, but in my mind, like that's your money. I would never sit back and say it's mine because it's not. So you share it's it with our, me. It's, it's our, our family. It's our but what I'm saying okay. to you is if I was just working and doing my thing and making whatever money I was making before we were married, I would never sit back and say that person over there, Anthony's Cambridge, needs to be taxed 70%. And that's the way it should be. That's insane. You made that money. This is America. This is about a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. You do your thing and you earn your money. Okay. Yeah. Should we... Should we try to help people? Definitely. There are other ways to do it. To give away more than half of your earnings? Yeah, Why not, is that fair? Well, I, I, I don't think it's fair, and I think it's responsible, irresponsible of the government. Where, you know, and also it's a sign that she has no understanding of economics because you can't just keep taxing people into submission. You know, 
What did Margaret Thatcher say about socialism? It works until you run out of until other people's money, right? Mm-hmm. Just It's just not right. But here's what's happening to her. Uh, likable liberals, uh, people that are mainstream liberals are now going after her, and they're going after her for two reasons. Number one, uh, she gets Give a tremendous... Give us an example. Who's a likable liberal? Do a likable liberal. One that comes to mind? I don't even know. Um, well, you're the liberal at the table here. Tell me one Aren't most like. liberals likable? Tell, tell me one that you like. Right, give me one. I mean, I, you know, when I say I likable know. liberals, yeah. I don't know. It could be, uh, I uh, you know, I was, I was talking about like you know, late did. night comedians, <laughs> Seth Meyers, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Right. I mean, they're likable liberals. Right. I mean, they're, they're, Colbert's they're people, a likable liberal. People are starting to go after her. I like her. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher is, a, I think Bill Maher is more of a libertarian. When you really listen yeah, to him, him yeah. yeah, he's really more of a libertarian. But but if you, if you, if you go directionally, what's happening to her is that her... Friends in the Democratic Party are going to come after her because she's getting a tremendous amount of attention and people are jealous of the attention and envious. Secondarily is she's... Uh, what a, she, what's that? You, do, you don't agree with me? No, I know. It's just, but just the way like it works. People are so... We're in a hateration situation when people, with people for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate her. I respect the fact that she won. She's an incredibly hard worker. If you're a Republican in the, uh, in the, in the situation... Um, you should wake up because this this person's going to outrun and outwork you. you know, I don't like her ideas. I don't like her policies. I want to debate her on those things, but I don't dislike her as a person. What but about her dancing come skills? After. Do you like those? So, so you see, I think that was a faux pas by the Republicans. So they're showing her dancing. I guess she's in college. I think she looked uh, pretty and cute. Yeah, and so now uh, that backfires on the Republicans because you're now making an ad hominem attack about her. And then she did that little twirl as she's entering into her yeah, office. Yeah, well, that- that was annoying. Okay, that was a little <laughs> che- that was a little cheesy, but let me tell you something. She got uh, several million views in social media, and so her impressions are going up. And uh, we'll see how she handles it because yeah. what, what we know is that when people's profile starts to rise, uh, they have to obviously rise to that occasion. So, well, I feel like she needs to just what my one thing about her, like I give her props for everything she's accomplished thus far. I think she just needs to get a little more savvy and policy and um, on how life works because when I hear her in interviews, sometimes I think to myself, oh, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> what sound, are you saying? Like with Chris Cuomo, yeah. her Chris, she's gotten a little bit better. She was better with Anderson Cooper, but sometimes I don't think she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she's and that's off. fine, but you, it's kind of hard to learn on that, on that kind of job, you know? No question. She's off. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So let's talk about Centoya Brown for a yep. second before we move on to Ruth Gator Ginsburg. So Centoya Brown is, is getting a clemency grant after serving 15 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Well, the girl um, is only 30 years old, right? Well, but so she spent most of her, the large part of your developmental phase of life in a jail cell. That's pretty sad. Um, you've got uh, celebrities like Kim Kardashian. I think LeBron James was involved mm-hmm. as well. Um, and uh, she's getting she's getting released. I think uh, the governor. Uh, uh, yeah, but let's talk about happen, this. Right? Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, like. 
We watched this movie Peppermint yesterday with Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah, I, totally a Christmas movie, <laughs> by the way. So not to yeah. blow up like spots. Like Die Hard, it's a Christmas movie. On the movie, in case anybody wants to see it. But just in a nutshell, she was kind of like a vigilante. She was like offing people left and right, but it was for a specific reason in the name of justice and, um, you know, her family. So she, I was rooting for her the whole time. She was taking people out that were really bad. And so this girl at 15, she unfortunately is in a low income sort of situation. She's working for like a pimp. She's, you know, being physically abused, sexually abused and exploited. And she gets the opportunity to escape from the, her captor or whatever you want to call him. And she stole his money and took his car and shot him because he traumatized her. So I don't think that makes her uh, a killer. I think she was put into a very extreme circumstance at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't think she would have chose to be in that position murdering somebody. So I think you have to kind of assess the whole situation with these types of things. So if she uh, is granted clemency and she can rehabilitate herself and at 30 come out and have a life, I think she, she should be given that opportunity because she started out on a really bad foot. Uh, you know, do you agree? Uh, not only do I uh, agree, but I think this is the great bipartisan issue of our time. I mean, now. she's gotten her college. She's, she's getting her bachelor's degree. She got her associate's degree. She's like trying to coach people up who are in <laughs> similar situations. Anthony's choking. He's saying I that the spray tan's getting into the see, lungs. This is, this That's is what the, he's saying. Over time, it's this building. Is one of the problems with my wife. He I has black co- lung a, from spray tan. I have a cough. I have a cough button here. I was trying to cough in a nonchalant way. <laughs> no, but way. It, it was so loud she, that it came she, through to my she, mic. She, she I'm ex- all the way across the room. She, expo- she exposes everything. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I get a lot of spray tans. I'm worried I have black lung from the spray Brown tans. lung. Brown lung. All right, whatever. Okay, but 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 so your point is you're okay with her getting out. Not you're just okay her. I'm saying on a, on a broader thing. I think there should be this this sort of rehabilitation for people who have had a tough break early in their life. Um, or who over time have proven themselves to to be someone who wants to be better. And uh, uh, well, I, I think, think it has to be taken on a case-by-case basis. But I don't think this person is a murderer. I think she was put in a terrible situation as a young child. 20, 25 years ago, uh, the Clinton, uh, uh, in the Clinton administration, passing way tougher sentencing laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Those incarcerations left generations of inner-city youth without parents. And so... It, did it work? It's like perpetuating yeah, did the it problem. Work, did it work for the society? And so the answer is it probably did not no. work for the society. And so it's very complex. Re- reversing it and uh, having people like Van Jones and Donald J. Trump and Barack and Michelle Obama and Charles and David Koch on the exact same side of the issue is sort of a remarkable thing in our country. So I'm, I'm 100% for it. I'd like to see uh, an end of prison recidivism. Uh, and I would like to see people have the opportunity for reform. Um, what's I, what I find very interesting, though, we're going through a prison reform movement in the society, but as a result of the Me Too movement, we're going for professional capital punishment, a professional death sentence for people that have done things wrong uh, as it relates to the Me Too, Too movement. And so you've got that going on on one side, and you've got prison reform going on on the other. Again, I'm not commenting. It I'm all just makes being you want to drink a beer like yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god. Okay. So did you, oh god, did you, did you did you like that? What oh god, no. But okay. So I mean, it speaking... could have been more staged or fake. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, like unbelievable. I don't think I mean, she. Like, I don't think. She... Okay, hold on. I'm I'm gonna go get a beer now. And then she like walks away, and she's talking to her husband. Would you like a beer? I mean, okay. Bruce hey, did not hey, want hey, a beer. Why don't Why don't Why don't we take it? And then I mean, it was just so there was that, that I mean, was definitely filled with water. I don't think she yeah, drinks beer. Yeah. So, but you know what? So speaking of beer, I read because I'm a foodie that um, Pizza Hut is now going to be offering beer upon delivery. And when they bring you your pizza, you can get beer. Do you think that's a good idea? Because I can just okay, see so our 19-year-old son ordering up a okay, so cheesy crust Okay, so how does it work? Ding dong, and you have to show your uh, ID? Do you think the people delivering no. the pizza can? No, I mean, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Right. right. I mean, look, so first like, of all, that just opened up increase. a whole new. Oh, it's going to increase sales, no question. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would do and, that if I. No, I and mean, if it's home delivery, maybe it'll uh, reduce drunk driving. I, I, I don't that's know. Another, but, that's what. That's what I thought about. I'm like, well, at least these people are home on their couch. Right. You know, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. So, what else should we talk about? <laughs> okay. God, so uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, so wait. Oh so I wanted to ask you another the question. Trumpster. I, I want to interview like done. you interview me. Okay, go ahead. So what do you think also about the uh, Christian Bale thing? Because we were, we were at the Golden Globes, and I just want to know. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the whole Samuel L. Jackson thing. So not to harp too much on it, I just mm-hmm. want to know. Do you think that's like he sh- it's an appropriate thing to go up there and say call someone Satan because they're a Republican? Well, you know, no is the answer to the question. But I, what I liked about the Golden Globes up until that moment it was so not is that they left so the politics out of it. Well, and there I think were innuendos, a, but there was nothing. Yeah, okay they have innuendos and stuff like that, but they weren't on the screechy, uh, leftist, sanctimonious, righteous speeches. And so I think when Christian Bale went up there to call uh, uh, the vice president uh, Satan, um, I don't mind his uh, daughter... Uh, yeah, Liz, coming Liz, back, Liz, like Megan McCain does. Yeah, go, going, right. going after him as as hard as she can. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And so, um, and you know, he he basically is a uh, an actor that you know I thought he did a very good job of depicting uh, uh, Vice President Cheney and Vice. It wasn't. By the way, a, he's not. A positive... e- okay, is he? He's not even from this country. No. So I love it. How no. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, you know what? You came to this great nation, and you're allowed to work here and have this. Ama- you're winning this award because of this country. So, you should try to like think about that opportunity and the people who created that. Up. Not. I'm not saying Dick Cheney created that opportunity for him, but. You know, just have a little respect, a little bit of respect. But I guess there's none anymore. Maybe I'm too old school. Well, even though I'm only. 39, well, no, 39. No, no, I, Anthony I, had a big birthday at the Golden Globes. He turned 55, 55, double nickels, uh, as my dad um, would say. Oh, my God. You just really at me. I mean, here's the problem with social media. You can't lie about your age anymore. You know, I mean, what's the sense of the Botox and the hair dye? You can't lie about your age. I no, mean, because then people out. say, oh, Scaramucci look looks so good for 70, you look, you could look good, 79. Good for 275. So talk about old Ruth Gator. What's her? Ruth. I always... Ruth Bader, Ginsburg. Ruth, Ruth yeah. Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. She's home convalescing from her lung surgery, so she's missed uh, two arguments. She's probably chomping at the bit to get out of the bed, right? Well, I mean, you know, we, have to, we have to really, from the hospital I mean, on in, in all seriousness, I mean, she is a legend in our society, in our culture. She's 85 years old. Um, she's someone that, uh, you know, has been on the court for a generation now. 
Um, What's going to happen so, when she's gone? Yeah, well, I, I'm 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 worried about a number of different things. First of all, I'm worried about her health. I mean, obviously, I would like her to be healthy and to recover. Um, you'd have to say, though, at 85, uh, you'd like to also see her, if she is healthy, to have like a, a life outside the court as well. But I think that the big debate here is that the you know, the president has already picked two judges. They're, they're conservative judges. Uh, if if uh, Justice Ginsburg leaves the court, he'll pick another conservative judge. Uh, you, you can see Chief Justice John Roberts, who was uh, primarily a conservative throughout most of his career, has tacked to moderation. Uh, one of the things I do like about Justice Roberts is that he's trying to preserve the integrity of the court and the uh, apolitical nature of the court. And so I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. But Notorious I, RBG. Yeah, but I maintain if Justice Ginsburg comes off the court uh, uh, and President Trump gets the opportunity to make another appointment, it's not going to affect the social issues of our time. There's no reversal of Roe v. Wade. There's no reversal of the gay marriage decisions. The central social contract. Again, why? I don't even want to go too okay, much I'm just into saying, this, I'm but, just saying, but this, why uh, are we even threatened by that stuff if no I one's going to do it? I I understand that, so, but I but I I, let's I think not get people, too nerdy. It's only the first podcast, no, second podcast back in the new year. Let's just be free. Call, We're in call, Vegas. Are you, calling me, are you calling me nerdy? Well, I don't want to get into like the ins and outs of the Supreme Court. It's a snooze fest. Jesus. So, I mean, this is talk a, about I mean, it. We're having a brutal podcast today. No, Ooh. I don't think so. I'm being so nice I'm to you. I'm going to cough again. <laughs> <laughs> from, from my, my spray I mean, Look, I just got a glimpse into my future. Oh, my God. 30 years from now, I'll be just taking so, care just of so, Anthony. Just so you know, I'm a couple years older than Deirdre, so I gave her the Yoda out. Now, let me tell you what the Yoda out is. When I start to... Like grow my, hair out yeah, of my, ears. Yeah, my, my, I'm growing hair out of my ears, <laughs> and my features start to get, like, fatter, you know, like, like they get more exaggerated as you age, and I, my back starts to crick, and I start to, <laughs> I start to look like Yoda, and, I, you know, even, like, my hands look like hoofy and so forth. She can put me out by the garbage, okay? It's no problem. She can hang out with the pool. Imagine she I, can like, hang out literally with the carry you guy. outside, and I yeah, put you right, next look, to the garbage. Look, he's Yoda-fying before my eyes, okay? So you can, you can, you can throw me out uh, once I go full Yoda. But let me let, let me let me go back so to let me go back to the Golden Globes for one second oh gosh. because I just think this is like really funny. What? And we were standing right next to her. I didn't notice her. Oh. Um, the Fiji girl. Oh yeah, you what see the, all the heck fanfare? was she doing? So she was photobombing every single one of those actors. That's so inappropriate. She'll yep. never be hired again. You don't think so, right? No, it right. is so unprofessional. Yeah. yeah, so she she. I would managed, never have her back. She managed a way to find her way into these uh, pictures. I thought actually, that, I like, I got a water from her. You Should did, be right? offended that she didn't try to take a picture behind me. Uh, yeah, but she probably, probably didn't know who we were. But if she well, did, well, nobody she knows who I am. She, she, I was she, she, joking. She did, she in. Loser. By the way, I just have to say this. Okay, it's you know, probably not appropriate for the podcast, but I don't care. I thought my wife looked amazing. Because you're so appropriate. The, I thought I thought you looked amazing on the red carpet. Oh, thanks. So did you. I mean, you were aces thanks. on the red carpet. You looked look great. I got to give a shout out to so, the glam people. They so, can make anybody look good. So so let let who's going to be the uh, the Democratic nominee then? Who who will it be? Well, I think I think uh, Hillary's going to run again. I don't know if anybody cares. You think Hillary's going to run again? Yeah. yeah, so me too. <laughs> yeah no, I think I think she's going to run again, and I think she's going to be formidable. I, I think she can still raise money. Um, I think in a group of people, a lot of people are still with her. 
Yeah, and by the way, you got 25 people running. I think that she can galvanize enough support in a 25-person race where she could be at the top of the leader pile. <clears throat> and I think she could also say that she won the popular vote last time and so that she's the right person to take on uh, the president. So now a lot of other people say NFW, but it's not what other people say. It's about what she's going to say. And so my my opinion is I think she runs again. So well, we'll, we'll see, find we'll out if, if beer chugging... Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas? Yeah. See, see, the thing about her, and Trump being Trump, he like puts out, she's one 2,000th and 20th. Did you see that on his Twitter feed? Yeah. Okay, so he'll destroy her. Okay, she's not capable of handling him. She's already hoarse on the campaign with laryngitis, and she is going to get destroyed by Trump. So, so we just, basically just, have a robot you know, so, running our country. Yeah, I just let you know. So um, I don't think that happened. So... So, well, on and out. Well, this is all I know. We're in Las Vegas. We have Davos coming up. So we have a bunch of people we can kind of survey there and see. I guess maybe from Davos we can give some insight as to what people globally are thinking about the 2020 election. Oh, yeah. We're going to do our podcast from Davos. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And you got a... Uh, you, no you, pool you, today you, in Las Vegas. You, it's you, like you 50. Got, you got the president coming to uh, Davos again. So that'll be an interesting uh, thing because... Maybe he'll let you in this time. I thought, yeah, that was great, right? So there were like 500 business, American business executives <laughs> like, invited who, to this event. There, and like, uh, and uh, oh John God. Kelly was like, I can't go to the event. Maybe I'm they'll like, let you in. I'm like, you got you to gotta be kidding me. But that's fine. Look, I mean, people are people are nuts. They are the way they are. Um, so, but here's the good news. Okay, Skybridge Capital had a very good year last year. Uh, we were up uh, on the year. Most yeah, of the hedge back. fund managers we're were down. We're uh, the market was obviously <laughs> down 5-ish percent. Um, we're out here uh, regrowing our SALT conference. We're about to launch a new product that takes advantage of the new tax situation where these opportunity zones uh, provide uh, an opportunity to put capital to work and develop areas of the country that need development. Yeah, this is the stuff we need to be doing to help deferral. the country. Yeah, this is this. So, so all, all of this stuff is uh, is good. There's, stuff. A, There's lot a lot of positive. Exactly. I, I, we, before we end this podcast, it's 2019. And I'd just like to say there are so many positive things happening for the country and for the world. Uh, if we could just dial back some of the rhetoric and we could just dial back some of the uh, nonsense, um, uh, a year from now, we'll be in a better position than we are today. Well, let's see how it goes tonight on this uh, 9 p.m. The, 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 showing the, of Mr. Donald J. Trump will say, yeah. Until next Tuesday, please follow us on some social media. We've been posting some fun things. And um, you can always find us on radio.com. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday from New York. Mooch and the Mist is signing up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.